Chance and the Prepared Mind, a 21st Century Perspective. Quote, By chance you might say, but remember gentlemen, in the fields of observation, chance favours only the prepared mind. Louis Pasteur, December 7th, 1854. 2022 marks the bicentennial of the discovery of the relationship between electricity and magnetism by Hans Christian Oersted just a few months prior to the birth of Louis Pasteur in December of the same year. Pasteur was describing this discovery when he uttered these oft-quoted words. But is Pasteur's adage still relevant in the 21st century? While it is apparent that Pasteur himself was both a passionate teacher and scholar, Academia in 1854 was an elite endeavour, excluding many sectors of society, women, the poor and of course the illiterate, so some 170 years later his profound words might benefit from an appraisal before they are deemed suitable for the 21st century scholar. According to Pierce, writing in 1912 in Science magazine, Pasteur interpreted chance as an unexpected event or opportunity, the significance of which is grasped when a prepared mind embraces the opportunity being presented. Pasteur's idea, writes Pierce, was that chance or opportunity would not arrest the attention of the poorly prepared mind, but a well-prepared mind, trained to observe, to think and to compare acts, would grasp the significance of the unexpected, the unusual or occasional, put observation to the test, by experiment or control and arrive at the correct scientific conclusion. Louis Pasteur considered the prepared mind to be one which is trained to observe the details of natural phenomena, to reason concerning the bearing of known laws on such phenomena, that is to say it is a class of mind which, because it is endowed with a peculiar faculty, best described as scientific imagination, grasps the significance of a new observation or of a variation from a known sequence of events. So how might Louis Pasteur reconsider his description of the prepared mind for a 21st century audience? And how might 21st century educators not only develop a prepared mind in their students, but also how would they recognise it? We could compare a prepared mind to a prepared field, one that has been enriched, tended, nurtured and provided with nutrients so that with the right conditions it will be ready to nourish the next seed of an idea. Is this an appropriate or adequate analogy? Again, not only how, but when does the farmer know the field has been fully and properly prepared? And how will he know when and if the seed has reached its full potential? At what point does the prepared mind reveal itself? Those of us who watch children grow, develop and learn cannot fail to be delightfully surprised when our charges surpass our expectations of them and we realise they have exceeded the limits we had incorrectly assumed to be their capacity for understanding. We watch their prepared minds absorb new experiences with their senses alert, their intellect exercised and their cognition primed. Pasteur is also credited with the quote, to know how to wonder and question is the first step of the mind towards discovery. 
And in his 1854 address, he also spoke of great potential in children, saying, In your nursing sons, in those little beings whom a breath would cause to fall, there are magistrates, scholars, heroes as caustic as those who at this hour cover themselves with glory under the walls of Sebastopol. It is likely that Pasteur considered fields of observation to refer to scientific research. However, by limiting his famous quotation to the science laboratory, not only do we also limit the profound meaning and potential of the quotation, but we belie Pasteur's own love of scholarship and wonder. Perhaps the sentiments expressed in his 19th century adage could be extended beyond the limits of scientific research. A young child reacting to their own shadow for the first time, watching a trail of ants, hearing a bird or spying a butterfly is developing their prepared mind as surely as the child who is discovering their inner strengths, the nuances of a foreign language or the intricacies of a mathematical proof and in their way is no less prepared for chance than the university scholar. Because it was not chance that made Ersted's magnetised needle deviate from the compass points while in close proximity to an electrified copper wire, and it was not chance that made Ersted aware of the deviations. It was Ersted's sense of wonder, curiosity and imagination, igniting an awareness of the unusual and unexpected in his chance observation, which Pasteur recognised as a prepared mind capable of turning that chance moment into a great and significant moment in the history of scientific discovery. What does Louis Pasteur's adage mean for the 21st century teacher? How do 21st century educators nurture and recognise the prepared mind? The prepared mind is a mind that is awake and alert, open, curious, broad-minded, flexible, imaginative, interested, creative, resilient, confident, optimistic and much, much more. And even intuition, said Pasteur, is given only to him who has undergone long preparation to receive it. Ostert's real education, the training which characterises the mind which is prepared, was forged through independent but wisely directed observation, experiment and reasoning, as he accumulated experiences which continually enhanced and renewed his training. And his prepared mind did not cease this training once his discovery had been made or even documented. The prepared mind is not an end point in one's education. Preparing our mind for the next chance encounter or experience is a never-ending process. Pasteur also believed a student must be taught to observe, experiment, reason and act for himself within a guided curriculum, focused on providing stimulus and inspiration. And yet this can surely be said to apply to students of any age, and is as relevant to students in the 21st century as to those since the dawn of time. But as Pierce explains, this encouragement of investigation of research is best nurtured in classrooms under the control of teachers who are themselves actively engaged in research work, teachers who are alive to the advantages of new methods in their own subject and of new ways of applying old methods. Pierce says, 
To teach a subject implies the attempt to diffuse the available knowledge of that particular subject matter among a number of people for their own good, as well as for the good of the community in which they live and work. Pastor's words are still as relevant 200 years after his birth as when he uttered them at Lilly in 1854, and may be even more relevant as education is available to a much broader section of the community, as our cumulative knowledge expands at an exponential rate, and as our fields of observation simultaneously dive deeper into the subatomic realm, further into the past on astronomical time scales, and through a myriad of doors to the understanding of our own planet. The role of the infinitely small in nature is infinitely great, said Louis Pasteur.